Grand Rude Comedy Rascast Talking about important stuff and hopefully making you laugh. And if you don't laugh, well, at least you learned about something important. If you don't care about that, well, that's on you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Grasscast. I am your host, Chris Blackwood, and we have an amazing show for you today. We are going to talk about abortion and all the things that are great about it and challenging about it and uh, uh, everything in between. If you are one of those people that is on the fence about where you stand on the matter, maybe by the end of this episode, you will know. Maybe you'll still be undecided and uh, just have more questions. Maybe you won't care, but you should probably get off of that fence. because it's, it's dangerous up there. It's dangerous. Also, yeah, don't just stand on a fence. a good way to do a DIY abortion if you are. But you shouldn't have to because this should just be legal. Right. Right. It should just be legal. You shouldn't have to do that or even think about it. Anyway, I am joined today by a co-host who is already speaking. So uh, this is great. We're already (laughs) halfway through the intro. Dana Flightman is her name. Dana, would you like to further introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dana Flightman. I was already speaking even before being introduced. And that's probably all you need to know about me. Um, also, I'm a stand-up comic in the D.C. area and the host of Pun DMV at the D.C. Improv. Mm. So you might hear some puns later in the in the pod, mm-hmm. um, which is a cool way of saying podcast that we all like. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. We coined it. Yeah, I think no one else has ever done that. No. So that's mm-hmm. really cool that we thought of that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that is true, and thank you for joining us today, Dana. We have a a cool interview that we are going to get into in a minute. We speak with Cassidy Clark, who is a digital content producer of Pro-Choice Virginia. So we're going to learn about all things abortion and many things Virginia. How do you feel about Virginia, Dana? Well, I actually Googled it as research for the show because I never heard of Virginia. Mm. And... Google says, the piece says, people ask, what is Virginia most known for? And the answer is, since Virginia was the site of the first permanent English settlement, the state is known as the birthplace of a nation. Um, mm, birthplace. So, yeah, so it's interesting. It has these birthing, these virginal birthing um, vibes going on. And it kind of begs the question, should America have been aborted? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. An and what was question the access like in Virginia at that time? A lot to think mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a head scratcher. There's there's definitely days where I think maybe so. And uh, days where it's like America just seems like the bratty kid that, you know, was born. And then you realized that they had a bad personality or, you know, some positive traits, but then some traits that, you know, beg for improvement and the medicine doesn't really exist and the therapy doesn't really exist to solve it. And then you're just kind of stuck with America. And, um, yeah, that's true. But our dad's like Great Britain. So, I mean, there's reasons we're messed up. I mean, oh, yeah. It usually stems from the family. It's, this, yeah, it's more of a true. cycle of violence. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Not that that excuses the behavior. Mm-hmm. That still needs to be addressed. You have your adults got to own your own your shit. Explanation, not an excuse. That's right. America. 
Yeah. I wonder, though, is it something that is worth pondering? Do you think there might be a day where we seriously think about legislation to to have the ability to abort a child, like, once we know the kid is a jerk? Like, mm. wouldn't it be helpful to, like, understand at least a little bit of the personality? Like, can we wait until the kid starts killing the family hamster or trying to and, like, being like, oh, that, this is a psychopath. We got to kill this one. Yeah, I think that's not abortion. That's mm. just murdering a child. And so that seems like a worthwhile but separate conversation. Right. Um, about your priorities. Right. You could frame it as murdering a murderer if you know that that's going to happen. Like, that. I guess that would be the argument. But it would be a, a tough sell. And I'm not advocating that. It just, just seems like you are a little. Sake of argument. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just, just devil's advocate. Child murdering. Advo- or Sorry. Murder murdering advocate. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like you said you weren't advocating, but then you just admitted to being the cho- devil's advocate. And I'm playing devil's advocate, not oh, you're being. Playing. I'm, I'm, it just, well, does the devil know that you're playing because he's paying you good money to represent him? So if you could just like get your job he? together, I'm mm. not getting anything. Wow, um, he's a trickster. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is I, known for that. If, if he's paying me, I have no idea. I'm, I'm a comedian. Uh, who needs a day job. So we talked talking- a little bit about abortion jokes in this episode, just a disclaimer, mm-hmm. listeners. And uh, what's interesting is I I have found that most people actually enjoy abortion jokes, at mm-hmm. least those in, in my circles. I mean, we're in a bubble, but yeah, the people in the bubble that we created really they, like They them. love them. Yeah. But yeah. interestingly enough, people in that same bubble don't love dead baby jokes. So like, what yeah. is the line? Really, between it's birth, it's birth, Chris. Birth, okay. Yeah, that's going to be back the line. At that, that again, birth, the birth line. Okay. Yeah. You got to just write that on a sticky note or something. Yeah, you might need a tattoo or something, memento yeah. style. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris, are you from Virginia? I am. I am from Virginia, and not aborted. Not Ooh. aborted. Right. I Humble it. brag. Right. Yeah, my parents probably thought about it, and I wouldn't blame them. I was a tough child, but I, I made it. So, uh, okay. so yeah. you're just like America, right? Birth in Virginia and the Confederacy. A lot of food True. for thought. Well, I guess my family is from. You the are just like the Confederacy. Mm, I, I, if I had a nickel. For every time I heard that, <laughs> I would have five cents. I am bald, like a bald eagle. So there's Don't that. try to walk it back now that you're exactly the same as the Confederacy. I don't they know thought they were that's... patriots too, Chris. <laughs> okay. Now that we've established that I am the Confederacy. Awkward. Uh, and that is the number one thing that connects me to America. I'm looking forward to this interview. And here it is. Let's get into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Men Making Decisions on Behalf of Women. Men Making Decisions on Behalf of Women. Because it's safer to assume that all women are always on their periods, at least according to Ted Cruz. We are now joined with Cassidy Clark. Clark is the digital content producer of Pro Choice Virginia. Hi. Hey, Cassidy. Cassidy, how are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. 
Mm -hmm. In your own words, Cassidy, who are you? What do you do? And what does pro-choice Virginia do? I have had a lot of different titles, but currently at pro-choice Virginia, I am the digital content producer, as you said, which is just a fancy way of saying um, I run social media, I make graphics, I do graphic design, stuff like that. But we as pro-choice Virginia are the policy and political leaders of the pro-choice movement of Virginia. We work to elect pro-choice candidates and then hold them accountable when they get in office. We also do a lot of grassroots organizing work with clinics, abortion clinics to help people access abortion. We, we do a lot of different things in a big pot, but at the end of the day, we work to make sure that people have the right and access to abortion in Virginia. That sounds like important work. Okay. <laughs> sounds awesome. Um, yep. Sounds, sounds like it's on brand with your name. That's, that's great. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. And thanks for all your important work. Chris and I both live in Maryland, so we've never experienced anything bad, mm-hmm. but I know you're coming from the South, from Virginia. So we appreciate you doing this work way down there, 20 minutes from us. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so before we get too silly and wild with all of our silly comedy stuff, we definitely want to ask some real questions because this is a real issue that we care about and that our listeners care about. It's my understanding that you all have recently gone through a name change, right? Yes. Up until very recently, you all were NARAL pro-choice Virginia, right? And now I've been told to not call you that. I've been told to call you pro-choice Virginia. So why? Yeah, so it was a huge uh, internal debacle, but NARAL is a national organization, and we were obviously under them, but we still acted uh, individually the entire time we were under them. We just had their name. And then recently last year, their board decided to cut off all ties with the state organizations, which was very controversial, but it gave us the opportunity to fully be independent and not have their name associated with us and be our own entity. And Pro-Choice Virginia is obviously just a placeholder because they did it so quickly that we didn't have time to do a branding process and have a full new name, new mission, everything, new, new colors. So we will be launching our new, new name in June, hopefully this summer. So we'll be changing the name again, but we're still doing the same work, still the same people, just have to do different names because a national organization just pulled the carpet out from underneath us. So Wow. That is a reoccurring thing that happens in Repro, sadly. Um, a lot of the national organizations take a lot of the take a lot of the credit for the work that's done statewide. And that was kind of what was happening. Mm. So without getting too in the weeds, there are articles you can read to get all the tea, but got it. Are you still taking requests for a new name? Is that you still... can give them. We have okay. a branding process, but yeah, okay. you can give them interesting, to us. interesting. Cool. Yeah, do you yeah. want you have a favorite in mind? Do I have a favorite in mind? Yeah. No, actually, I haven't thought about any of them because it's such a hard thing to totally rebrand and have a name. But I'd love I to hear. I have, have a them. lot of ideas. Okay. Um, yeah. Womb with a view. It's <laughs> mm. good. I'd say uh-huh. game over. Mm. Ovaries. Ovaries. Yeah. No, Ova is the same. Ova, you know, yeah, that's, so. that's great. Or overtime. Yes. Mm. Stop over time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. I got yeah. one. Uh fetus deletus. Oh yeah. Always a classic. 
Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Thank you. Like Harry Potter. Or also cuterous. Aww. Keep it cute. No. Keep like it you. That. So, anyways, those are my opinions. Just think um, about that. And please give us so, credit. Yeah, those uh, are good t-shirt design ideas. I those think are too. Chosen. I might. Abortion jokes are not funny. There's no delivery. <laughs> it's a good one and a play on words, a joke after mine own heart. Abortion is an issue of a current legislative session in Virginia, soon coming to a close. What are the key things to know about this? What is on the table? What's at stake? And how is it looking right now? So thankfully, uh, legislative session is almost over. We lost our pro-choice majority in the House of Delegates, so we have been fighting against a lot of anti-abortion legislation. We've had 10 to 12 anti-abortion bills. I say 10 to 12 because they could be categorized weirdly, but let's just say 12 because they're still shitty bills. So we've thankfully and happily defeated all of those bills as of last Friday. So there will be no anti-abortion legislation getting through this legislative session because of all the help from our volunteers who have constantly nagged and annoyed the hell out of the legislators (laughs) and because of the Senate that is a pro-choice majority, they have held the ground to push back any anti-abortion legislation. That's awesome. I'm so not used to hearing good news. It's like, I don't really know how to respond. Yeah. I was about to say that sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, (laughs) Just uh, like as a habit. So So. awesome. Thanks to folks Mm -hmm. like you that rocks. However, It's possible not everything is fine forever. I don't want to jump the gun on that, but definitely for those pro-choice advocates following the news, Dobbs v. Jackson women's health case in Mississippi in June has been a little bit stressful. What can you tell us about this case, its implications for Roe v. Wade? What will it mean for the state of Virginia? Yes. So first off, I'm not a legal scholar. I did graduate with a human resources degree, <laughs> which is not related to anything I do now. But the laws they, are a resource that humans can use. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But as a non-legal scholar who is involved in abortion, I kind of have to learn laws because it applies mm. to everything we do. So that the breakdown of that, Dobbs v. Jackson is it, it involves the 15-week abortion ban that Mississippi passed. Now, that matters because Roe v. Wade puts in, it, in its ruling that no state can pass any abortion restriction in the first trimester. Well, 15 weeks is obviously the first trimester. So normally, in a normal court that isn't a six to three anti-abortion extremist majority, this law would immediately get struck down as unconstitutional and would not be able to stand. But because there is a new court and they're seeking to change some things up, they picked up this case and they heard it last year and they'll decide it in June. And we, them even picking it up is concerning because, like I said, they should have shut it down. So a lot of us are assuming that they are going to gut Roe in June because if Roe exists and says that no abortion restrictions can happen in the first trimester, and then they allow an abortion restriction to happen in the first trimester, that means Roe is no longer powerful. It's not doing anything. So that's what it means when we say like, Roe v. Wade will be gutted. But thankfully for Virginia, we are the one state in the South 
that does not have any abortion bans on the books right now. And we just defeated the ones that could have been there in the legislative session. But over half the states in the country will either immediately have abortion banned or will be working very quickly to get it banned. So they will have to travel to states like Virginia or to states like New York and California, obviously like states that are safe havens to get their abortions. And that is a lot of pressure on states like Virginia and on the abortion funds and on advocates there. So yeah, it's really scary. And people assume that when we say Roe v. Wade will be overturned, that it'll be illegal everywhere. But that's not true. It just means it will go down to the states and the states will have to decide. And a lot of states have already decided. (laughs) So it's scary. But you have to laugh about it because what else are you going to do? I think cry is actually mm-hmm. yeah, where that, that's I would option. go, but I yeah. like your energy. Yeah. And that's I mean, we I are grassroots comedy. So like yeah. there should be some laughter with the tears in the fetal position. Oh, so yeah, sorry, fetal position. I wasn't even trying. I honestly wasn't even trying. Look at that. I was so ready for this. It, it is terrifying. That's, that's horrifying. I, I'm wondering what organizations like Pro-Choice Virginia can do in this situation like what do you do when people are flooding to virginia and elsewhere because they're in need of abortions like what and what can others do yeah so abortion funds will be the things that need to be the most uplifted because they will be directly funding people's travel people's abortions in general but like they also will fund child care and everything that goes into getting an abortion because it's not just abortion procedure So we will be supporting the abortion funds in Virginia. We have Blue Ridge Abortion Fund, Richmond Reproductive Freedom Project, New River Abortion Fund, and just working with them to make sure that they can be at the capacity they need to take in all these people. Because as of right now, they're they're not, and they need Mm -hmm. your money. So if you want to help, give Mm -hmm. to your local abortion fund or the ones in Virginia. We also work with the DC abortion fund too. They help people in Virginia. So got it. So money. Yeah. Give the money. Got it. Okay. Thank you. That's, that's tangible. Today's episode is brought to you by people who are both anti-abortion and pro-death penalty because inconsistent logic keeps people on their toes and can be exciting like a gay Republican or an M night Shyamalan film. What is the next Virginia election? I know that elections are very important things, particularly with big issues like this one. And how can people prepare for it? So sadly, every year in Virginia, we have an election. This year, it will be a federal election. And then the next year, it will be the Senate election. And as I just said, with how we successfully fought back against anti-abortion bills, This legislative session was because we had control of the Senate. So I think people just need to make sure that they're tuned in to our social media and tuned in to being a volunteer for us on our email list or anything so that you know when we need you to call voters, do phone banking, do canvassing, because these elections do matter. And while the federal elections do matter, I say that state elections matter way more because, as I just said, when row falls, it will be up to the states. So we need to make sure that Virginia stays a state that is a safe haven for abortion. And the only way we can do that is by keeping pro-choice people in office and 
keeping a majority. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That makes a ton of sense. And they say Virginia is for lovers, but <laughs> not lovers of what? So I think that would be a good tourism campaign also, just like mm-hmm. on the really practical capitalism, abortion, let's get it together. Yeah, specify. So we, you all are already lovers, but we never told you what of, it turns out, of, you know, responsible parenting and playing accordingly. So there you go. Choices, freedom. Okay, well, now that we have a good foundation in understanding the issue, let's really get into it. How do you feel about abortion jokes? If you support them, what is your favorite one? And also, if you don't support them, what is your favorite one? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love abortion jokes. I, I'm i a Gen Z, so any means that you can laugh through the pain, like we were just saying, like, I, I, I love, there's a few Instagram accounts. There's one called Repro Memes that makes constant good content, good memes about this stuff, because repro can be kind of a niche world to work in, but there is a lot of stuff that goes on that we need to laugh about. So I Mm -hmm. I think everything's on the table when it comes to this. I don't think anything's offensive. It is what it is. (laughs) I don't think I have a favorite abortion joke, though, right off the top of my head. It's just mostly just the memes. Fair. Okay. I like that. Frankly, we wrote that question in to be edgy and it wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to be all about it. So that, that's great. Uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to just say a few here. Maybe you can rate each one on a scale of one to three, one being, I don't think so. Three being, yes, very, very funny. I'm all about it. Okay. Hilarious. Okay. Uh, any joke can be funny with the right delivery, except abortion jokes, because there is no delivery. That's a two. Okay, great. That's what I seek for in, in uh, comedy, by the way, just a verbal confirmation with a yeah. number. Yeah, that's great. As a comedian, uh, you want just kind of like a knowing nod. A knowing nod. Not a yeah. laugh or anything. It'd be better if people could just fill out a survey afterwards and just like, let me know how that felt, you know, don't laugh. Okay. Do you know why people don't like abortion jokes? Because they leave people with a feeling of emptiness inside. Oh, three. I, okay. I oh, yeah. You giggle. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, last one. Abortion. It really brings out the kid in you. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's actually... Two. Two. Okay. Cool. No one, so you passed. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> Why can't you fool an aborted fetus? Because it wasn't born yesterday. Hey! Well, thank you for rating those abortion jokes. You're a professional, so we need to hear your perspective on what is funny, and we like it, and we appreciate you. Another question I have, why feminists hate men so much? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't really call myself a feminist. They're kind of like stinky and hairy and like, I don't know, they're not likable in 2022, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'd assume why they didn't don't like men is because they're just constantly chiming in about other people's bodies and lives. But like I said, I'm not, you know, really into that, so... You're, you're not a man, so you're not as good at explaining this, sounds like. Yeah, right. You should, you should do it. What's your take? I'd love to hear your take, Chris. <laughs> so my take is that feminists are really great people and uh, really important to have, and they're fighting the good fight. And yeah, that's, I think, I'm, I'm just being cognizant of our audience here. Yeah. Pandering. Yeah, I love my, fi- my, my fiance is going to listen to this. They're great. They're, they're so great. Hairy armpits also, it's fine. It's, it's natural. So <laughs> moving forward, here's another question. It's incredible how much legislation seeking to control women's bodies is written and largely by men. 
if you could write your own legislation controlling men's bodies, what would that be? Okay, so first, I do want to push back a little bit on that because mm -hmm. it is important to understand and remember that not only cis women get abortions and are harmed by this legislation, and also as someone who's pro bodily autonomy, that includes men. But if I had to choose a law <laughs> that impacts men, I think it would be that they have to give at least $100 to their local abortion fund anytime they speak up about this issue that does not affect them. I think the abortion funds would be fully funded if this was a law. Oh, you're nice. I'd say just every time they ejaculate, like, okay, yeah, drop at least like a ten dollars, you just know, just in case, yeah, like a, a dollar, uh, uh, an ounce of, yeah, yeah. I don't know like if we want to like weigh it and get into the logistics of that, mm. but that could be a I'll lot let of work. you handle that because yeah. I sure won't. Because who um, would do that labor? I feel like women would end up doing that labor, so that's true. Yeah, I don't know what the price structure should be, but I think you're being pretty, pretty nice to guys. Uh, they could just be <laughs> quiet and keep their money. But um, <laughs> did you hear about the guy with five dicks? The condom fit him like a glove. <laughs> it's a visual joke. We all had to imagine dicks. All right, so this one might be a little controversial, but we're talking about Virginia here and the state named Virginia actually has the word virgin in it comment it does it does have the word virgin virgin i guess i could say something witty about how the people in the legislature act like virgins a lot mm. of the anti-abortion people act like virgins they act like you've never seen sex before do you but, think that this is their way of sort of acting out because they're holding that with them you know a lot of the protesters i'd say yes sadly mm. a lot of they, they have kids somehow, but I mm -hmm. think they're still virgins. I don't think mm -hmm. that they ever really had sex to have those kids. They just popped up somehow. But yes, I agree. It's probably the shame that they feel slash we all feel after sex. That's now making them cling to that virgin status even tighter. That would be my, <laughs> I mean, that's just the healthy thing to do. And I assume that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. Okay. So here is one that I actually crowdsourced from my mother. Has the sexual revolution gone too far? No, not far enough. Nice. Actually, we should be in the street, naked, like running around, doing something. I mean, the sexual revolution started, I'm assuming your mother witnessed it. She she went to Woodstock. She's actually a, a part of it. She actually didn't write that <laughs> joke either. I just figured, you know, boomer, yeah. boomer question. Yeah, that's true. We need more of that. Um, and, and to specify, change, you guys, be the change. You probably are referring to more people than just like the... Like there are occasional people that run through the streets. That is true. Florida mostly, not really in right. Virginia. But. Right. So does that mean the revolution has already arrived in Florida and we should be more like Florida or ju the just- The leader to, is so Florida, man. Now. He is the leader of the revolution. Well, Florida just passed a 15-week abortion ban, so I don't want to be that close to Florida. Excellent. But maybe the people can be inspiring to us. Okay. All right. Noted. I wrote that down. People from Florida can be <laughs> inspiring. All right. This just in, local dry cleaner is now number one abortion provider in Texas. Yeah, it was dark funny. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Menstruation, am I right? This guy knows what I'm talking about. So we are going to pivot right now to uh, what is my favorite segment? It is called Point 
counterpoint. So in this segment, we are actually going to be acting. We're going to be doing some role playing. So the way this is going to work is Dana and myself, we are your aunt and uncle, Cassidy, and we are at Thanksgiving dinner at some nondescript location in the South, right? We're just going to be broadly stereotypical the South in this segment. What we're going to do is we're going to take turns telling you an argument against abortion. And with each of those arguments, you are going to need to respond to that argument and tell us why we are wrong. And then we'll tell you why no, actually you're wrong. And it'll be a great little Thanksgiving meal, as American as can be. So are you ready for this? Yes, I am used to this. As someone who works in abortion, in the field of abortion, or they call it the abortion industry, you can't escape a family dinner without questions. So, All right, perfect. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've had preparation. Let's just get into it. All right. All right. So fourth well, wall up, let's go. Well, all my food is beige and I'm ready for conflict. So I'm going to talk to you, little Cassidy. Just wondering, what made you hate babies so much? And why do you love killing babies? That's a great question, Diana. Get her. <laughs> Just going right in there, right off the bat, Auntie. I do not hate babies. I actually want people who want babies to have their babies. But I also think that people who don't want children shouldn't have to have children. And I don't see it as killing them, but that is a obvious disagreement that we have. But I hope that we can both agree that people should have the right to do what they want with their bodies. It's, it's true, especially little babies, which have the right to do what they would like with their little baby bodies, right? Like, Don't there's suck a, it in such. Right, right, all right. Look, now look, Cassidy, imagine I'm a cute baby, all right? So here I am. I don't have to imagine, honey. I'm looking Uh, right uh, at you. Is she so funny? All right, hon, hon, stay in your lane. Okay, look, uh, imagine I'm a cute baby, goo goo gaga. Okay, here I am looking all baby like. Now explain your stance on murdering me using baby language. Okay, Okay? so I'm a baby that you want to murder because you're a baby killer, right? So, (laughs) so I want you to talk to me directly and tell me why. I should be murdered, okay? You look right at those chubby cheeks and you tell him in language he'll understand. Okay. I think that your mom or the the person that has you in her little belly should have the right to decide if they want you. Um, (laughs) I think that they should have the right to not have you come out of them in that way because they don't want to have a child and I think you as something that does not have a brain really would not care about that so I support your mother's rights and I think you should too wah 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 I'm an unhappy baby you just said I don't have a brain that's insulting to me technically I don't know how to speak yet because I'm a baby well, you're thinking I'm it. still offended. I'm I'm a baby. I'm a naked baby. Yeah, All it was right. a little harsh to the baby, but I understand where mm-hmm. you're coming from. Right. I mean, I think I'd go more like sometimes your mommy don't want you. <laughs> and that's okay. 
Because you're not every mommy want a baby. You know, not everyone want to be a mommy. So that's that okay. Actually be a little easier to digest as baby here and there. You know, just give right. it. Okay, uh, Dana, you you going to get her more? Why don't you get her more? Yeah, her. so, you know, I don't like to judge, but if you don't want to have a baby, why didn't you keep your legs closed, you hussy? Right. And Dana, I think that some people enjoy sex. And that's okay. And I know maybe you don't. This is Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. What are you saying? The Lord, the Lord is here watching. Wow. Are you, you seeing, she, she just say up. that? Mm, you're not even married, girl. Mm. I didn't say me, even though um, mm. I will. But mm. um, some people do like sex and that's okay. You don't have to like it. Obviously, you may not. But we should not shame people just who have sex. And they should not have to only have sex to have children because that's not what people want to do <laughs> i i can't believe i'm hearing this with my ears look cassidy doesn't legalized abortion promote sexual impropriety and lewdness right like isn't everyone going to want to just go out there and just do everybody and then they're going to be doing like you know like frogs and and other kind of animal species oh, like Chris, where's the line stop. you know it's just your mouth. it's just it's lewd it's lewd right so <laughs> So why why are we promoting? Why are we promoting these kinds of things, Cassidy? Why is that a good thing? Well, people already have sex, whether or not there are um, laws that say that they can't or laws that limit their bodily functions. They're still going to have sex Mm. and giving them the option to terminate that pregnancy is a lot better than bringing children into this world that do not have support. Okay, but that's where I'm going to have to disagree with you, Cassidy, because mm. life is sacred. Mm. Thank and you. Preach it. Amen. God cries mm-hmm. whenever you even say the word abortion. So God right is crying this entire crying. podcast. It's not a God cast. I'll tell you no. that right now no. because no he does not care for what he has heard. Mm-hmm. So how can you defy God so with mm. all this baby murder? Mm. Well, um, I don't believe in God. so. Uh, there's that worst thanksgiving oh, ever oh, my goodness <laughs> i'm gonna pretend i don't pretend in here girl this girl needs some work i'll be talking mm, to honey, your mother we'll be talking to your mama <laughs> that's the entire answer to the question okay All well right. I, yeah. I can elaborate a bit more there are people that do believe in god who are christians that have abortions a lot right. of them do actually and that does not make them less of a godly person it just means that they are taking their bodies into their own hands and nobody is forcing you as a godly person to have an abortion. So it doesn't matter. They sure can't. My body, my choice, no abortions for That's anyone. Right. We're going to talk to your Mimo. Look, uh, Cassidy, if, if you're a heartless woman who hates babies and gets pregnant, why not just put your precious angel up for adoption, right? If you have a baby, just just adopt the, put the baby up for adoption, right? Right? Well, Am I right? that would... That would also make someone have a forced pregnancy. If we think about that, you are making someone go nine months with something inside their bodies that they don't want. And that can be a lot of psychological trauma. But also let's get into the adoption industry itself because uncle, I don't see that you have any adopted kids. So if no one's adopting those kids, then they're not getting the help that they need and the lives that they need. So, or the resources that they need. And also, I assume that you support the cutting of 
welfare and resources that will help these adopted children. I earn my with- money. I earn my money. They're not going to take my money. <laughs> oh, that's my money. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't support those things, then those adopted children or the children that are not adopted, we should say, are not going to live their lives to the fullest. All right, but they, they aren't my kids. Wow. Uh, exactly, because you won't adopt them, but um, no. yeah. So. Okay. okay, Cassidy. Cassidy's out of control. NPR, but... too much NPR. This is what happens when the devil and NPR get into a child's brain. Now, don't you start. Don't <sighs> you start. We'll never get Cassidy. to pumpkin pie. All right. All right. I do want pumpkin Now, pie. life begins at conception. Sperms are magic, and that's science. So unborn babies are human beings with a right to life. Discuss. Get her. Um, disagree. With what part that sperms <laughs> are magic? Because you can't say that in front of your uncle. You don't know what he's working with. Or with science? Oh, I, you disagree with science? <laughs> um, I disagree that they're babies in the first place when they're not born. They are fetuses. Um, I also think that we have completely uh, different understandings of when life starts and that makes it hard to have a conversation about these things because we have totally different opinions on when life starts but as I said earlier I would bring it back to you are allowed to have that opinion even though I do strongly disagree and would hope that you would change that opinion but I'd hope that you would not force that opinion onto others legally or by going to clinics and protesting or anything that you would keep that opinion to yourself and let other people live their lives. Other people like other babies, let other babies live their lives, Cassidy. She just I don't said see it. it. She, she said, let just all the babies live it. their baby lives. Did you not hear that? You got me. You got me. You got, got me. Got her. Got her. You win. Well, I think we're probably about done, about done here with this here dinner. Look, Cassidy, I pray for you. Mm-hmm. But we we pray for you, me and your your aunt Dana. We pray. Mm-hmm. We hope you find Jesus and the mm-hmm. Lord and can understand your sins and stop listening to your devil worshiping NPR. All right. Yeah. There's you also only Sanders. one version of Christianity. It's ours, and it hates abortion, and that's yeah, a fact. That's that's a fact. Or that's science. So you know, we pray for you. Yeah. And all we'll those babies. And all those babies. All right. Pass the potatoes. And. Okay. That was so real. That was, that felt really real. I can't tell if my Southern accent's getting more or less offensive to people in the South. I like mine was pretty inconsistent. That was really my brand. Yes. It was, uh, that was, that was interesting. Like it's hard to be offended if you're not consistent. Maybe. I think y'all's accents are more like Georgia, um, Mm. like really rich Georgians. Like I am from Louisiana and this is my accent. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> can you, you even don't understand really... what we're saying? Or yeah, are we a translator? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh boy. Wow. I need to. I need to work on that. My family's from the south. It doesn't make any sense why I. Yeah, uh, I don't know why that segment has to take place in the south. I feel like there's. It can take place anywhere. Yeah, that's true. It happens everywhere a lot. Yeah, it is a big misconception that it is the south, but it's true. because the south has so many bad abortion laws, but that's because of gerrymandering and voter suppression and a lot of other things anti-abortion people live everywhere so and pro-choice people live everywhere they yeah. sure do okay cool next time we're each going to do a different accent uh, <laughs> like british 
yeah, one of us can be British, maybe South uh, African. Maybe we can do like a, I don't know. Yeah, I think offend everyone is the way to go. I think that's probably the route to take on that that segment. Yeah, I got an abortion and... When I was leaving Planned Parenthood, I really loved like their Amazon style of like selling me birth control. Where they're like, oh, "We see you got an abortion. Would you like to schedule an appointment for an IUD?" I'm like, yeah, add that shit to my cart. Let's do it. Very like, let's make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, so I made my appointment, and it was for like two weeks later, and I made the super fun mistake of looking up reviews of how it feels to get an IUD. My bet, oh, well I know now, at the time, I was like, I'm doing my research, due diligence, like an idiot. Um, so I look it up and the reviews were so aggressively like across the board where some people were like, it feels like a little pitter patter of child's feet on your f- f- finger pads, like the wind, nothing. Bruh. And some people are like, it feels like you're getting a tattoo on your skull. Like, there's no in-between. So I was very nervous. I had a lot of anxiety. And the human who had gotten me pregnant, uh, also ex-boyfriend, he came with me to get it done. And it was very sweet. He looked, took care of me for like 48 hours. He took me like to lunch and whatnot. Held my hand through the whole thing. It was nice. I don't know if I would have gotten the IUD had he not been there for me. And I just started thinking like, whatever guy ends up coming in me, like he owes my ex like a gift card or something, right? Like a little, like, hey, thanks, thank you for being there for her. I was thinking, I don't know. I hope that's the end of her abortion stuff. It's not, it's not the end of my abortion stuff. Um, so, oh, um, so after I got the abortion, I, Something that like apparently it only happens like 2% of humans who get abortions. I started bleeding out essentially, just like nonstop, uh, where I had to get like a blood transfusion, like it was a hot mess. Like my, my not, my not born fetus like tried to kill me. I was like, oh my God, like mother, like daughter. (laughs) So cute. All right, well, since you're so pro-choice, we would actually like you to make some choices. And so this is an activity called consensual intercourse, marry or kill. Okay. Cause we want everyone to be having a good time. So we have some tough choices that you need to make between, we have three different, three different people. Okay. And you've got to make your decision and explain to us why, who you would have consensual sexual intercourse with, who you'd marry, who'd you kill. All right. Cool. So here's the first one. Pro-life rally marcher, angry abortion clinic protester, or dude who says condoms aren't fun. Okay. Consensual intercourse. Mm -hmm. Sadly, with the dude who says condoms aren't fun. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean he's totally against it, but God, he's probably not going to know how to please someone, but I'll do it. what What do you say to that, by the way? To the dude who says condoms aren't fun. Just side note. Sorry, but you still have to wear one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. they're not fun for yeah. you. But neither are unplanned pregnancies. Okay, I know that sex is about yeah. men having fun exclusively. So that's like you yeah. sound mm-hmm. pretty mean, right. but okay. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to hurt their feelings. So that's the sex. I, I would marry the pro-life rally marcher because. Wow. God. <laughs> I, I guess I could 
change them, you know. Um, they're not too involved because they're not at the clinics every day. Those people, I think, are already off the rails. A lot of people that attend the rallies are just young and impressionable. I think I could change them. And then I would obviously kill the angry abortion clinic protester because I think they're too far down the line and there's just no redeeming there. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go with, I have to say, I'm going to... Uh, have consensual intercourse with the angry abortion clinic protester, I think. I think they're going to have uh, a lot of energy, a lot of mm-hmm. anger. If they could funnel that in to something that's maybe more productive, which is, I don't know, literally anything than what they are doing, you know, shouting and yelling, screaming a giant po- with the giant poster of a, an aborted fetus. Like, yeah, just channel that into, you know, pleasure. And then, of course, would try to, no, I wouldn't try to make it unprotected to prove a point, but I, I could, but I wouldn't want to. Wow, God um, I know, right? <laughs> right? Wow. I'd, I'd probably marry the dude who says condoms aren't fun, because if we aren't going to use condoms, let's get married. And then uh, pro-life rally marcher. Yeah, there's no need, no need for that person. Yeah, this is really hard because I think everyone made some very solid points. I think I might actually go with Chris is, I think I'm aligned with Chris where Mm. at first I was like, yeah, I would kill the clinic protester because it's just going out of your way to be an asshole. And that's my least favorite thing. But then it's also like, oh, we're passionate. We're fired up, you know, and then we're not going to get married or anything. It's just, it's definitely going to be like a one-time thing. Probably kill the pro-life rally marcher though. You're right. So a lot of people I think are just manipulated into that way of thinking. And it's not because they're, they're truly evil or truly hate women or don't think women are full people. But I'm assuming it's the person who is like organizing the march and is a Mm -hmm. sociopath. So that I would kill that person, not the young misled person. So, and I guess I'm gonna marry the dude who says condoms aren't fun because that's the most normalized, socially acceptable type of misogyny on this list. So yeah, I guess that's where (laughs) I'm going. It's a tough dating scene out there. It's also a tough killing and marrying scene. <laughs> so gotta work with what, you what got. I got to do. Yeah. All right. All right. So next out of three, these are all celebrities who have stated that they do not support abortion. So we've got some real hunks here. So it's going to be heartbreaking. We got Jack Nicholson, Mel Gibson, and Chuck Norris. Okay. Consensual sexual intercourse with... I guess Chuck Norris, but I want to say a younger version. Sure, um, that's fair. We'll allow okay. that. Just to be like, it'd be really cool to say that you you fuck Chuck Norris, regardless of the views. You know, you could just have that under your belt. Mary Jack Nicholson, only because I really, really hate Mel Gibson, and he needs to go. He needs to be murdered. I think. There's just way more bad things than just abortion in there. He's got anti-Semitism. He's a violent racist. You got to go. So what I'm hearing, my takeaway is you want to murder Mel Gibson. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. That'll be the headline for this one. Uh, okay, this the name of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, episode six, uh, Cassidy wants to murder Mel Gibson. Okay, yeah. I, I also understand we're working with limited options here of like what we could do. So probably not a murderer. Much like women. Unless it's a fetus. Yeah, right. Sorry. True. Okay. What I would do, I would definitely have consensual intercourse with Chuck Norris. Not just for the story, but like, it's got to be really good. 
right? Like really good. I, I definitely would learn some things. I would, I don't know, I might not ever need to have sex again after that. Not that that's something I'm like, you know, rushing to not do, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't need it. Fingers crossed. Uh, you'd be one and just like you always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right. It would, it would definitely help with, uh, you know, focus. I would, I, I'm going to have to copy you on this one, Cassidy. I'm sorry. Jack Nicholson would be such a great husband, I think, certainly compared to Mel Gibson, who, yeah, I think, you know, there's no need for him, although he was great and brave heart. But yeah, I don't think Chuck Norris is good at sex because I think everyone assumes he is. So he probably never learned. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to go with sex with Jack Nicholson, who has to like sell it. You know what I'm saying? Like he has to work, maybe not at this point because he's famous, but I feel like he had to pick up some tricks. He wasn't just walking in. I probably have to marry Chuck Norris because then I could just make obnoxious Chuck Norris memes forever. It'd be like, when Chuck Norris does this, it's this. And I'd be like, oh, when Chuck Norris does the dishes. And that would like be all I did for the rest of my life. So that would be pretty fun. And yeah, Bill Gibson's trash in like every possible way. So yeah, would have to agree with you there and probably just murder him. It's just cool that like, we're different people with different views, but we can all agree that we should kill Mel Gibson. So that's like really cool. Maybe this is a, a point to bring up at the Thanksgiving table, you know, with those relatives. Bring heal like America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, last one. This time we're going to do different methods of contraception. So condoms, pull-out method, or IUD. Consensual <laughs> intercourse, marry or kill. Okay, consensual intercourse with IUD. It's reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, always will have your back. Mm. But marry condoms because they're the only form of contraception that can prevent STI. Mm-hmm. So you've got protection on both fronts there. They're very mm-hmm. reliable. Mm-hmm. And then kill, pull out method needs to end, never works, never will. That's fair. I think everything you just said is... Uh factually true it's hard to disagree with that order of operations although you know if i was cliche douche guy i would say well it takes away all the feeling the condoms and pull-out <laughs> method for the guys but i'm not that guy so i'm not going to say that i'm going to yeah, i'm going to completely agree with what you just said cassidy that's my choice also because it's the correct it's the correct order so I yeah just, i think you were on point i mean What's weird with the pull-out method is if it's actually done correctly and timed right, it does work and there's no sperm and pre-cum and all of that is weird that it's medically accurate, but yeah. it's, it's not your best choice. It's not your best choice for, uh, it works like hundred percent of the time. If you do it correctly. Yeah. Really? If you do it hundred percent correctly, teen pregnancy prevention. So there are so many facts that they like, didn't want to tell the youth that are medically accurate and one is like there is no sperm and pre-cum like there if you actually do not it is very unlikely that you will get someone pregnant if you do not ejaculate into them but but you're also 16 so probably put a condom on it's much less risky don't let your teens listen to this podcast just lie to them and say (laughs) just lie to them (laughs) um yeah so you're right pull out method it's got to go unless you're like ready to roll the dice and you're married and happy and want to get or something yeah we'll have money for yeah. an abortion 
So. Or have money for an abortion and mm-hmm. or live in a state that you can get an abortion, oh which goodness. hopefully will be all of them forever. Oh my God. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. Scary. We're working on it. Well, I think this brings us to our final question. We are working on it, uh, indeed. And I know we touched on this earlier, Cassidy, but maybe just as a final reminder, and maybe you could elaborate, what can our listeners do to get involved and to help with this fight, to help offset this very scary and, and you know, very real thing of you know, the uh, anti-abortion movement seeming to gain more and more traction in our country right now? What can we do? Yeah, so it does feel like a time when there isn't really anything to do. So the first thing I would say is to not get hopeless because that doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are bad things coming, obviously, but there are also people like our organization that have been working for years prepping for this. And also don't count out those southern states either because states like Texas have a huge abortion fund network that is working to make sure people can still get abortions under their six-week ban. But to get involved with Pro-Choice Virginia, I would say the best thing you can do right now is to make sure you're following our social media, not only because I make the pretty graphics, but because you can stay updated on any events we have, protests, any action items that we need you to do, like annoying your legislators. That's probably the best way that you can hear from us and and see what you can do. Another thing also always is to donate. Obviously you can donate to Pro-Choice Virginia, but I, like I said, I think that the funds, the abortion funds need it way more than we might need it right now because once Roe falls, it will be up to the funds to help support people. And then other than that, it's just to keep educating yourself and not fall into the anti-abortion propaganda that's out there make sure that you do your research or not (laughs) fall into their talking points because it's very easy to. And yeah, just try to follow good accounts like ours that keep Mm -hmm. you updated on everything going on. Cause it is a lot always, there's always a lot. And it's not just repro. That's an issue. You've got trans rights that are going on in Texas. You've got other issues to tune in on. I mean, there's a war in Ukraine right now. That's scary. So let's, let's keep people focused on one yeah. thing at a time. Yeah. For those yeah, that's with true, ADD yeah. like me. Yeah. So <laughs> where specifically can people go to contribute funds right now after listening to this podcast? You can just type in on Google, like abortion funds, Virginia. So I guess I'll leave any of them out, but there's Blue Ridge abortion fund. There's Richmond reproductive freedom project. Um, New River Abortion Fund and DC Abortion Fund, and they all work together to make sure people can access abortion financially in Virginia. And Great. for us, you can go to prochoiceva.org um, okay. to donate or volunteer and get involved. Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. Prochoiceva.org. Let's just do yeah. one, one, one thing at a time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Fire and Ice Condoms. Fire and Ice Condoms, the only condom that makes you feel like you have an STD while actually preventing one. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Cassidy, thanks so much for joining Thank us. You. This has been Thank great. Thank you for all the work you do and for sharing all your knowledge. Seriously, yes, please keep you. fighting the good fights. It's scary times, but it's people like you that are helping to make them a little less scary. So thank you very much. Thank you.
We have one more abortion joke from you all to share. Yes, from the crowd. What do abortion jokes and aborted fetuses have in common? They never get old. Hey! I like it. I like your energy. I don't like this hat, but besides that, it was a great time. That's our show. Thanks again to our guest co-host, Dana Flightman and Cassidy Clark from Pro-Choice Virginia. Today's episode featured comedy clips from Grassroots Comedy's live comedy shows. Comedians you heard include Sarah Roach and our very own Dana Flightman. Note that some of the clips of abortion jokes you heard read by Dana were crowdsourced from the internet and the audience. Also, a big thank you to our sound engineer, Emery, for your skills and your patience. Thank you so much. Could not do this without you. Exciting things are happening with Grassroots Comedy. We should be getting our nonprofit status any day now, which will help us expand, producing more shows, expand to other cities, produce more funny content to educate and engage on important causes, and expand community involvement in the movement to make humans laugh while improving humanity. Also, with this growth, we are hiring. We are currently looking for a director of marketing and a chief finance officer. Very fancy titles. Descriptions will soon be posted to our website and we will post about them on our social media when they are available. Also, we have a new weekly comedy show called Root Awakening where comedians can try out material that is relevant to the causes that we support and audition for an opportunity to perform on our monthly showcases. This show is at Smitty's Bar in Petworth, D.C. Information on this and how to sign up is on our website and our Facebook page. But that's still not all. Our next comedy showcase is on April 27th at Kramer's in downtown Washington, D.C. Proceeds will go to Food Not Bombs Ukraine, which is doing very important work to feed those impacted by the war. For more information on everything I just mentioned and more, please go to our website at grassrootscomedy.com. Follow us on Instagram if you're not doing that already, Grassroots Comedy DC, or Twitter, Grassroots Funny, and Facebook, Grassroots Comedy DC. Until next time, this has been The Grasscast.